Hey, good morning, Midtown Creve Hall. Uh, we are batting, I think, five for five now on Good Sundays for Baseball Church. So I am still here by myself and Granny White recording the uh, the teaching. Uh, hope to see you at the ball field here in a little bit. But if not, uh, hope what we're about to study uh, encourages you. So uh, we started this new series in Philippians uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Philippians really is, we've said this, but it's a book that is all about the secret or a key to having joy and contentment and deep peace in the midst of a difficult time, not in spite of it. So it's, it's incredibly practical for us, right? Uh, because this has been a difficult time. It's about having joy, contentment, deep peace in the middle of difficulty, not in spite of it. And Paul is teaching about, he's teaching about it, He's also displaying it in his own life that he's got this different foundation for his life that is only found through Jesus. And that foundation is allowing him to be joyful, uh, even productive and effective in the middle of a very personally tragic season because his ministry life has taken a serious detour and he's found himself in jail. And he's writing to this group uh, in Philippi knowing that they're gonna face similar difficulty. So let's read this passage. This is Philippians 1, verses 19 to 26. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, or sorry, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through me, my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. This is God's word. Okay, a couple things. Uh, there's a lot in here. And I said this last week, uh, this section of scripture is like hard candy, not like cotton candy. Uh, I almost chipped a tooth on this passage this week, uh, wrestling with this in my own life. So uh, this is advanced stuff, uh, but I'd encourage us to lean in. Um, so the two things are this, the joy of a new foundation, this is what we see in Paul, the joy of a new foundation and the joy of a new decision, okay? The joy of a new foundation and the joy of a new decision. First, joy of a new foundation. He talks about this in verse 19, he says, I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. He's talking about needing to be delivered from something. Paul is, he's still like, like last week in what we were reading, he's still reflecting on what has happened to him through this imprisonment, right? That imprisonment isn't something that he chose, it isn't something that he wanted to have happen in his life, but he's acknowledging something and it's this, that I have a choice now of how I'm going to engage with this trial that I'm facing. I didn't choose the trial, but I have a choice now 
How am I going to engage with this trial? Because he's convinced about something. He said this in the verses prior, that I'm in, I'm in this place because Christ has me in this place. I'm in chains for Christ. So he's reflecting on, man, this is what's happened for him, but he's saying, this is gonna turn out for my deliverance. Last week he talked about how it was turning out for other people's deliverance, right? He was getting glimpses of how God was at work through his imprisonment. People in the Praetorian Guard were coming to faith. Other brothers and sisters were becoming more courageous themselves in sharing the gospel. But in this section, he's getting really, really personal. And he's talking about something that is happening in him. He's seen some of the good, he's gotten glimpses of some of the good that's happening for them through his imprisonment. What's the good that this imprisonment is having on him? How is this advancing the gospel in him? How is this turning out for his deliverance? That word there is his salvation. What is he being saved from, right? Well, it's easy to think, and some, some theologians would actually argue this, that all Paul is talking about is believing that he was going to get out of prison, right? That he was gonna be saved from Caesar or saved from Rome or saved from this difficult circumstance. That's what he was going to be delivered from. That's what he's talking about. But the deliverance that Paul is referring to isn't a circumstantial deliverance. It's deeper than that. It's being delivered, him being delivered to a new foundation of life. Into a place where he says there, he says, I, I believe I'm gonna have sufficient courage in all the provisions of the spirit. Now, in prison, which is where he's at, and always, right? I'll have sufficient courage now and as always that Christ will be exalted in my body. So whether I'm in prison, whether I'm in that circumstance, or whether I get out of prison, whether I live, whether I die, that Christ may be exalted in my body. He's being delivered to a new foundation, and it's that. And he's saying, I need, I need courage <laughs> if I'm gonna live, and I need provisions if I'm gonna live, is Christ. If my life is gonna be about Christ, I'm gonna need courage to live into that decision. Will I be about, and is life about exalting me, or is life about exalting Christ? Paul's, he's, he's getting way down to the base here. This imprisonment has taken him down to the very foundation of his life. What is my life ultimately about? Where is my life ultimately found? Is it about me or is it about him? Will I exalt me or will I exalt him? What Paul is saying is that the deliverance that God is working in me right now in the middle of this imprisonment. I'm being delivered from something and it's this. I'm being delivered progressively from a life that is primarily about exalting myself. A life that is about fulfilling my desires. A life that is about exercising my will. I'm being delivered to a new foundation for life. I'm being delivered 
to choosing a life where Christ is now exalted in my body. I'm being delivered from the power and the effect of sin in my life right now because sin always moves exalting me to the center, right? Saying I'm being delivered to choosing a life where Christ now can be exalted in my body, where his desires, what the Lord wants is what I'm about. It's about his will being done in and through me. And he's not denying the fact that he wants to be out of prison. He's not saying, man, this is great in here. Yes, I wanna be out of prison. Yes, I even believe in hope that I will get out. But that's not the deepest or the only deliverance that I'm in need of. I believe I'm in need of being delivered from something deeper. Because Paul knows that the physical prison that he sits in right now isn't the deepest or the only form of confinement that he faces. It's the prison of sin, it's the prison of the flesh, it's the prison of the self that he needs courage and all the provisions of the spirit of Christ to break free from, to be delivered from. That's the prison. I think that's why he says there in verse 20, he says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but I will have sufficient courage. Now, as always, that Christ will be exalted in my body. He says there, I won't be ashamed. I will in no way be ashamed. Why is that important? Why, why is he saying I won't be ashamed? Well, to, to say that I, I could be ashamed is to admit that I'm open to it. I'm open to shame, right? And the fruits, one of the fruits are the signs that your foundation of life is, is really too small. It's on, it's on you or it's on your performance or based on how you measure up, right? To some standard, to your standard or the world's standards or whatever, is shame, shame or pride, and he's saying, I, I, I am not worried anymore. I've been delivered from a place of shame defining my life. I'm not gonna be ashamed. No matter what happens, I will not be marked by shame. This imprisonment isn't a sign of my failure. It's not a sign of God's failure, not of God's unfaithfulness. It can only lead to shame if my life or my identity or my foundation is built on the basis of my performance or built on the basis of the outcomes. But the gospel, Jesus is delivering Paul to a different foundation. My life is Christ now. My joy, my confidence, my peace, it isn't about hitting the mark or my joy or my confidence or my peace isn't lost when I appear to not have hit the mark, right? He's saying I'm being delivered into a state of joy, a foundation of joy, a foundation of peace, a foundation of confidence that transcends myself. It can't be taken, it can't be shaken. He's being freed from the prison of him while in prison. He's being freed from his life being about exalting him to a life that is now about exalting Christ. And what's, what's comforting about that, he says something there at the very beginning, is, is that, that that's not, that deliverance isn't a matter of willpower. 
It's not just about like pulling up your bootstraps and like, okay, I'm gonna live for Christ now, right? I'm gonna not be about me, I'm gonna be about him. He's saying to the people in Philippi that it's your prayers and God's provision of the spirit that this will be possible. This isn't a matter of willpower, this is a matter of spirit power. It's through their prayers and through the spirit of Christ, that's the only way that I swap this old foundation of exalting myself and I actually live off this new foundation of a life in Christ and exalting him. Because leaving a life of exalting myself that is 100% unnatural to the flesh. My flesh loves to exalt me. It's like um, Terrell Owens, you remember the football player uh, played for the Cowboys. He was famously videotaped saying, me loves me some me. Me loves me some me, right? And yet Paul's being delivered from me loves me some me to, to I love the Lord now. And I, my life is about about exalting him and is now free to even seek the good of others. He's being delivered to a different foundation and therefore he can make a different choice because Paul understands something. Prior to his conversion, prior to these new provisions of the Holy Spirit, the only choice the flesh makes is me. He's being delivered from the prison of self He's being delivered to a choice beyond himself. He's got the joy of a new foundation. He's no longer his foundation, Christ is. And as a result, he's experiencing what I said the second thing, the joy of, the, of, the, of a different decision or a new decision. Because when we have a different foundation, we actually can make different decisions now. That's what Paul's demonstrating here. Because because I've, been, I've received and I'm living in this new foundation, I actually have the ability now to make a different decision. And Paul is expressing here, he's torn in a decision, right? He says right after, you know, probably the most famous verse in all of Philippians, certainly for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. So I may go on living in the body, yet what shall I choose? Here's the decision. I do not know, I'm torn between the two. So I love this, there's, there's emotional realism and honesty. Paul is not just some kind of theological robot, he's a real human being. I'm actually torn between two decisions, right? What shall I choose? I'm torn between I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. So that's one choice. This is what I, what I desire, what I really want. And it's, it's not even like a comparable decision. It's not like stacking it up and doing the pros and cons. Like, man, these are really close. He's saying, this is way better. I desire to depart and be with Christ, right? Which is better by far, but he says what? It is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Because of his foundation, he's actually able to make a different choice. And the choice is this. It's not just about what I desire anymore. It's not just about what I want or what's best for me. Because what's best for me is to depart and be with Christ, but that's not what's best for you. And he's convinced, he says in verse 25, I'm convinced that what's best, not what's good, I mean, but what's best, I'm convinced of this, 
that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and your joy in the faith. In the faith. He's saying, I've made a decision. I've come to a conclusion. It, it took some tension to get there. I was torn, but that's a good sign. Why I say that's a good sign is this. That tension actually points to something that as Christians, we should all want and have as those are in Christ. It's that tension, that, that being torn be, between deciding what I want and what I desire and then, Lord, what do you want and what do you desire is the evidence of the old foundation of our lives kind of being broke up and a new foundation that's been laid. I'm living out of a new foundation. That tension or that, that being torn where, where we wrestle like that is evidence that we belong to him, right? That we're being delivered by him more deeply from that prison of self into a life in the spirit. That tension, which all of us, a lot of us try to eliminate tension in our lives, that tension is actually a good sign, right? Because if there's no tension, if I'm never wrestling, if I'm never torn with denying myself or what I desire, then I think we should stop and say, okay, if there's no tension, then there may be no spirit, or I certainly have fallen out of step with the spirit, right? Because the tension, it's the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work. It's the evidence of that good kind of spiritual blasting and wrestling that the Lord's trying to wrestle with us. What's behind my decision making? Am I just doing what I want or what I desire or what's best in my eyes? Because when it's all about what I want and what I desire and what's best in my eyes, it's often about exalting me, right? Or am I living off this new foundation? Am I delivered now to make a different choice? That sense of being torn is the evidence that you've been given a new spirit, that you're staying in step with that spirit. Because if I'm never torn, if I'm never in that position that Paul's talking about, where I put my desire second. Because he's saying it's, it's clear, hands down, this one's better than this one, right? If I'm never torn, if I never put my desire second, then, then I can be pretty sure that I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm not being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not battling with my flesh. And I'm living out of a different creed. I'm living off of a different foundation. And not the one Paul's talking about here that he's being moved into, not for me to live as Christ, but to die as game, but it's, it's, it's different. It's for me to live as fill in the blank. And to die is to lose whatever it is that I'm living for. And that's a good question for us. I would encourage you, spend some time, write that, that little sentence out. For me to live is what? How do you answer that? For me to live is have a certain amount of money for me to live is to have a certain amount of influence or power or control for me to live is have my life look like a certain set of circumstances for me to live is and therefore to die is to lose all of that right because we're all living off of some foundation some creed i you know i haven't used ricky bobby in a while but the gospel according to ricky bobby uh, it's, yeah, it's not the best movie in the world, but it actually does point uh, to some things pretty acutely. Uh, what was the foundation of Ricky Bobby's life? You know? The foundation of his life that he got from his father is what? If you ain't first, you're last, right? 
And so unless he was winning, unless he was performing, unless he was out there getting the trophy, he had no joy, right? Because the foundation of his life was one thing, being first. Paul is saying, I'm living out of a different creed and therefore I can make different decisions. I don't have to be first. Because for me to live is Christ. That was Paul's foundation of his life. And I'll just say this, none of us naturally wanna do this. None of us naturally wanna do what Paul's talking about here. Because to live is Christ, it's gonna mean suffering. It's gonna mean humility. That's, that's who Christ was. It's gonna mean living counter to the culture that we're in, not trying to always fit in with the culture. Living is Christ means to have a, uh, here's a theological term, a cruciform life, a life where we take up our cross and it's a downward life, right? It's a not me exalting life, it's a him exalting life. It's a life, if I'm gonna live as Christ, it's, it's a life that, where Jesus sums up the commands. It's a life where I love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and I love my neighbor as myself, not I love my neighbor after myself. And that's why Paul understands to live as Christ um, is gonna be tough, and that's why to die is to gain, because I want to be with him. I wanna be with him, right? Not to be, to be like him, it's better to be with him than to be like him, because to be like him right now is to submit your will and your life to the Lord's, it's gonna involve sacrifice. It's gonna involve difficulty. That's why it's so clear to him, man, I'm ready to just go be with the Lord. But he's got a different foundation. He's got the joy of a different foundation, and therefore, because he has that different foundation, he can make a different decision, a new decision. And that decision is this, it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. You see what he's doing there? He's saying, I'm picking you. <laughs> I'm not picking me, I'm picking you. And there's a power in making that decision, the power in making the decision for me to live as Christ and to die as gain, to live out of that foundation. Because when I, when I make that choice, when we make that choice, there are some decisions that the resources, we don't experience the resources until we make the decision. They aren't experienced until after we make the decision. We discover new things after making the decision, right? It's like if you buy a car and you find out, oh my goodness, it has all of these options that I didn't know that it had when I bought it. I had to make the decision to buy the car and then I discover, oh my goodness, this thing can do things that I had no idea that it could. Well, Paul, he made a decision. It is more necessary for you that I remain in the body and I'm convinced of this. I know that I will remain, right? When he made that decision, that foundation, that, that my life is Christ now, he, he began to experience, he did experience what Second Peter says, his divine power has given me everything I need for life and godliness. When, I, when I'm, I'm living out of that foundation, I actually experience the divine power and the resources that I need to live the life that he's called me to live. 
Paul made a decision and he was saying, I'm being delivered. I'm being delivered from this prison of self into this new foundation. I'm being given sufficient courage. I'm being given all the provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ for me not only to make that decision, but to live into that decision. So for us uh, today, where's the Lord trying to deliver us from? What is, what is he trying to save us from? Is it possible, would you, would you dare to consider that maybe what he's trying to deliver us from isn't circumstances, but from us? Maybe from our definition of life. My life is this, this is where life is. To a place of saying, no, life, there's a life in Christ, a different foundation that we can, that we're called to live out of. And that if I'm not living out of that foundation, is that possible? why my joy is so thin or so fragile, that I actually, my life is, is being lived out of a different foundation, a different definition, right? Well, just a little gospel encouragement to kind of wrap up our time. Because um, I, I, it's not lost on me. I mean, I, even in getting ready to preach this sermon, I thought, I know what I'm about to say, I believe is true. Um, but a lot of my days don't feel this way. <laughs> um, my joy oftentimes uh, and lack of joy is exposing that I'm not, I'm not living off of this foundation, that I, I'm, I'm living off of a different foundation. But I just wanna encourage us, um, what's going on here in Paul, why Paul can remain and, and say, convinced of this, I'm gonna remain. I'm, I'm gonna make a decision uh, that isn't just about me pursuing my desires, um, but it's about what's best for you, is because it's evidence of the resources of Jesus in his life. It's because that's what Jesus did. That Jesus, uh, Paul can remain with them because Jesus didn't remain, right? He came. For our progress, like he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remain with you for your progress and join the faith, right? Jesus came, he didn't remain with the Father, he came for our progress. He was torn, right? Should I stay with the Father or should I go? And he said, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go after them. Why? Because he wanted life with us. He's saying life isn't life without you sharing in my glory. I want life with you. I created you to have life with me. And so Paul can say to die is to gain because that's what Christ said. <laughs> to die is to gain because what I'm gonna gain by dying is you. <laughs> and so uh, would, you, would you dare to find the joy of a different foundation? Uh, would you look at your Jesus and realize um, that, that he came after, that he was torn apart for us to set us free from living this life of exalting ourselves to now a life of exalting him. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your word, uh, even though it's a hard word uh, and really uh, cuts against the grain of, of our flesh and our culture, uh, which is all about exalting self. Um, no, no one will challenge you on that. Everybody uh, is, is, it's about us, it's about me. Uh, and so, Lord, I, I know that this, um, for us to even receive what this is saying 
is only going to be the work of your Holy Spirit. Um, us to move off of this foundation of exalting me to exalting you is something that is only the work that you deliver us from. Uh, and so, Lord, I, I pray like they were praying for Paul, that God would provide the spirit of Jesus Christ uh, in powerful ways and that you deliver us, Lord. We love you in your name. Amen.